What up, Cosmetic family? Hey, welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic means being a personal thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. Hey, we're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Roger Ross. Hey, hey, I'm Keith Vincent. So today we're doing another installment of Shine, Baby Shine, a partnership with NAA, talking about thriving workforces. Yeah. And we have a wonderful guest with us today. So, uh, Mr. Vincent, yes. please join me in welcoming Shauna Rosenzweig, Chief Strategy Officer at Campfire and a board member mm-hmm. of the National After School Association. Welcome, Shauna. Thank you for joining us on the Cosmic Podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So, we spent some time today talking about this idea of a thriving workforce and how it is really centered with us paying attention to taking care of the workforce past just, I created a nice workspace and you guys have good uniforms and, you know, we sing great camp songs, but really helping people get livable wages, break down systemic barriers, um, recognize and center that most of the the demographic that, that um, serves in this space are women and people of color and marginalized populations. From your board perspective, as a volunteer of this organization that is really shifting the model, talk to me about why this and why now. Mm So I think to start, we've let this go on too long. I agree. Right? This is not a new issue Mm -hmm. by any means. And in some ways, you know, whether it's the pandemic, you know, the ongoing fight for racial justice, right? These are just shining the spotlight brighter on issues that have been going on for a long time. And, you know, I applaud NAA. I'm proud to be a part of the organization that's saying it's been too long, right? Mm -hmm. Like the time is now, you know, which was, I think the message we heard earlier as well to really step up and look at what it means to have a thriving workforce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. And so when, right. you, when we say the time is now, like I'm sure somebody said that like five years ago, somebody said the time is now 10 years ago. So if we keep saying the time is now, like then like, when are we gonna do something? Like, mm. so who who's the bold person or the bold group that needs to step up and put something into action? Yeah. So. My initial response is going to be it's all of us, but I don't, but I think that actually puts too much pressure, right? Like, I think the important thing with this work is that you don't need everyone to move forward or to make Mm. progress, right? Mm -hmm. I think we can take some lessons from history, whether it's marriage equality, the ban on indoor smoking, legalizing marijuana. Right, research shows it takes about thirty percent. That's not a huge number oh, wow. to make change yeah. Yeah. happen. Yeah. You know, the women in the workforce. Again, thirty percent is all you need to make really meaningful change. And that's where I think, you know, I think about the folks that are here at the National After School Association convention. Mm-hmm. That could be thirty percent of the thirty percent right that goes home. And can, you know, each plant their own, you know, seed in their respective workforce, their ecosystem to start growing some change. But again, I don't think we need everyone. We just need some of us, right? A a collective of us to 
to be moving forward. I think I love that. Like that really did help me put it. I'm having all kind of aha moments. That really put it in into perspective. Um, and I'm sure for people who are trying to eat this elephant, right? That's the bite. Like you don't gotta swallow that whole elephant. Just bite that toe right there. That thirty percent. How does the elephant? How, how does that taste? Like chicken. Everything <laughs> tastes like chicken. <laughs> So, but 30%, like if we focus in on that, now, now I can like, I can count. Okay. It's 10 of us. So mm. I, I don't need all 10. I just I need, need three. three okay. 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 Right. And so now we, now we're talking about really make, making some movement. Like, and so yeah. when, you know, a couple organizations are getting together to, to this, you know, to ch- how to maybe go down to the city council to help change policy or, or at the state level, federal, whatever mm. level it is. Now it's like, all right, we can break this down and, and move and move something. That, but we, we need those individuals to be able to step out and somebody needs to take the lead on on doing that right there what are some of the things that uh naa's board are doing to trying to help others in that in the the workforce to be able to help change their culture Mm. great question so one of the things that comes to mind for me is uh naa's work with next gen leaders oh i love that Oh, yeah. I was so excited for those young people. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, right? I mean, so you look at those young people, they're already movers and shakers. Yes. You know, and our role as leaders within the organization is to amplify mm-hmm. their voices, yep. the good work that they're already doing. Yeah. And yeah. so I see that as an opportunity. I also think NAA has a large role to play in leading by example right mm-hmm. and and that's the opportunity as well to recognizing when we as board members right like when can we be stepping out as examples but yeah. also when can we step back and let others step in yeah into the spotlight right and then i think again tangible practices so what are things like the equitable hiring guide you yeah. know can we be again normalizing things like putting salaries and job descriptions mm-hmm. or you know mental health benefits as part of your benefit package right any of kind of the the small pieces that all add up to be much larger yes. change right. yes right. i love that right. that next gen it really resonates with me because i'm very close in age with those young people so that really yeah, uh, perspective, right? Is, mm-hmm. is you just want to skip over it like that? That's no, what I mean, perspective. Do? I mean, because uh, the people's perspective is their reality. <laughs> so you trying to say I got a skewed perspective? Uh, no, I didn't say you have a skewed perspective. I'd say uh, your perspective is your like reality. So your reality like makes it feels like you are uh, because you know, I part am. of next I can, I can resonate. But I will say, though, like the leadership and the the organizing that young people do and how they are just unafraid right Uh, i said what i said and and i'm gonna say it louder like that spirit that this generation has and those next gen leaders i really do admire that because i don't necessarily know if i was that age in, in the career and in the in the workforce um, if if I was that bold, um, right. and and I could absolutely see steps in my career that probably lagged because I wasn't, and so I agree when when there's an opportunity to hold those young people up or amplify their voices or get out of the way so they can do their thing, we should probably take advantage. But I'm closer to their age than you, so really you you should take advantage and do those things. Well, I think you're highlighting an important thing, which is that there's generational differences. Yes, right? in the workforce. Yes, right. And absolutely. So I think about my. Buddy Dax Devlin Ross and some of his research, right? Mm-hmm. That I think the next gen leaders within our field 
nonprofit work, social service work, mm-hmm. you know, kind of however we want to label it, mm-hmm. is not separate from organizing or social justice. Yes. Work. Generationally, right? right. That cohort right. sees right. it as intertwined, where yes. I think, right? Like some of the older generations. Yeah. They're very separate, you mm-hmm. know, and so it's a different lens to view mm-hmm. what you do day in and day out as your job mm-hmm. and what your orientation is to it based off of, again, how you see it. Yeah, yeah that work-life balance versus work-life integration. Right, yeah. right. But, yeah. but part of that is that uh, the generations, you know, so a generation like yours, Rod, and then the younger ones, if, you know, I, 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 I saw how you threw that shade in there. <laughs> I saw that. I caught it. But it's how do you, how, how do we come side by side together? Um, because the, the, a younger generation has that bold voice, um, but there, it, you still got to go through this certain level of generations, right? To be right. able to. And there is some, this, some People sitting the experience. in that, yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. blending that together, I know for me it's like, how do I stay close? How do I stay in proximity with a younger staff to be able to stay relevant so that decisions that I'm thinking of is not just coming from my perspective or my generation perspective, but it's like we got to understand, grow up a leadership that's you know can take over our seats, you know, at some point. That's and why it, you so called the esports guru now. You made yourself the esports guru. Was that your attempt? All I'm saying is that you oh, haven't been on any. Yeah. Platform to talk about the younger generation and, you, and, you and esports. You know what you're talking about in esports. Rodney gave you some cheat codes and some keywords. No. Thanks, Rodney. So, so Shauna, uh, sidebar to all of this. Um, I, I'm the resident Shana. expert of esports, which that's what the younger generation is yeah. playing uh, nowadays. <clears throat> and you know, I you know, I just happen to Do put you myself see how in the that posture has changed. Yeah. 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 And He's so, the resident expert. Thriving workforce. Yeah, yeah, we want to repost. What lesson can you take? Yes, that we can apply here. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about this thriveology. Thriveology. Tell me about. That's a I, you know, I, I know, That's right? That's We might have to go put print that and up. Literally. Ooh, because you're in Vegas now. Yeah. You gotta yeah. gotta go to the spot. Vegas. Talk yeah. to me about thriveology. Yeah. So Thriveology is essentially the science of thriving, right? Like, what does it mean to thrive? And it's been a kind of evolving body of of research and practices, again, really focused on how do we kind of bridge research to practice Mm -hmm. around what it means for a young person to thrive. Mm. And I want to also acknowledge kind of our own organizational journey with this a part of it is whose research are we looking at? Oh, wow. You know, and right, I think you go back a decade and a lot of the research was from white older men. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are blessed now, and I truly mean blessed, that we have a much broader perspective of what it means to thrive. You know, and I know some of the work on thriving that I find the most meaning in is the definitions of thriving and the perceptions of it from queer and same gender loving mm. youth of color. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. a very different frame, right? Than yep. kind of what we may think traditionally, again, like the word thrive started in like right babies, right? right. And like literally if they were developing appropriately, you know, and I think now we have the opportunity one of the pieces that stands out to me that's new to thinking about like 
thriveology and our thriving framework is what does it mean for the opportunity to just be? What does mm. it mean for a young person to thrive? How are they able to just be, mm. right? Whether that's just be in a space with all the identities you hold. Yeah. You know, just be in terms of not feeling any threat to your personal safety, security, you know, yeah. that all of the different pieces that come with being able to just be in a space. Mm. And I think that really informs how we think about the environments, right? The spaces that we create with young people, not mm. for young people, but with young people to be building relationships, to be connecting to their sense of self, to be connecting to the the world around them. Thriveology. I like it. There is like a it. science behind it. I love that. It, 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 it takes away this notion that thriving is just this abstract, fairly nebulous thing that just you know, happenstance, right? And you, you, you don't really have any, um, you can't set the vision in a pace within there, but there is a science, there is a method. You know, when I think thriving. about thriving, it's like, mm -hmm. I am moving forward mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. Whatever and, forward means to you, right. not what forward means to me, Correct. right? Correct. Okay. And, okay. and it's like, how am I ongoingly becoming better? Mm. And so we're putting young people in that type of space then, I mean, like we're creating a better future. And yeah. if we're creating a workforce of leaders that are working with these young people, I mean, how much more better can we be? And when we talk mm -hmm. about what the 10 million plus young people that come through a after school uh, program, and then, you know, the amount of leaders that are leading these, like wow. after school can change the way. It can change the fabric of society. Right. Right? Like that is 10 million people that are fundamentally, if you just, like Shauna was saying, let them be. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and and let them talk about what their future holds and what success looks like for them and what what a, a space, what an environment that just lets them be looks like. Like, man, mm -hmm. how do you mm -hmm. equip these young people? We probably would have some some more higher functioning adults. <laughs> right. If we got that piece right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there's a really important piece in what you both are saying. Right. And you use the word environment, which mm. I think is really important because. Right? We don't want all young people to be the same or working right. from the same definition of what it means to be making that forward progress yeah. right? that you talk about. Because yeah. you know, I think about a nature metaphor of an ecosystem. Yes. Right? You need different parts. You need water. You need fire. You need all of these different pieces to have a healthy ecosystem. Yeah. Right? And, right? and I think it's the same for you know, those 10 million young people. We need young people that are passionate and driven about different things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. have different skill sets. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to all have the same skills, right? right? Because that creates a healthy ecosystem, a thriving ecosystem, right? It's the same thing that you need all of these pieces and it's where they come together, right? Like it's where the water meets the shore and the fire meets the plants and, you know, and then the regrowth, that's where the magic happens, right? Yeah. It's like, how are we pointing to then our leaders uh, when we talk about um, our direct service leaders who are working with our young people, spending probably more time than a lot of parents. Not mm -hmm. that we're talking about bad parents. Right, no, it's just the function of life yeah, sometimes. Because yeah. parents got to work. They're work. coming into after school. Parents got to work. They're spending eight hours, nine hours a day and doing In the summertime. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, so, yeah. I mean, 
the if we're pouring into our leaders who are doing direct service, then like, man, how much better can our organizations be? How much more better our communities and our world can be if we're doing that? But yet there's a lot of times that our staff are not getting the training. You know, they may give, all right, let's come together. We got to do a training for license. So, okay, now we can write write this down. But, mm-hmm. you know, coming to a, a National After School Association conference, like how we invest in them to do that or whatever the other local conferences or whatever, but getting them some broad perspectives so that they can be trained properly to be able to go back and pour into our young people. Yeah, because many of them are part of that ecosystem, right? Exactly. Like you have really young staff who they're still trying to figure out the best environments and how do they thrive. And, um, you know, a few years ago might have been a participant right. <laughs> in one yeah, of the programs. Well, I mean, right? we, we hire students, yeah. you know, that's, you know, as soon as they turn 18, we're putting them in, you know, an after school program, yeah. especially during the summertime. And sometimes that's the best energy, like that immediacy that a kid can see, right? Like a 29 year old to a 10 year old seems real no, far away. No, but no. that 19 year old, Oh yeah, I, I can yeah. yeah. I've seen it during the summertime. Yes, and indeed. I tell folks, I mean, you know, I know, you know, I want to talk about age discrimination, so folks who listen understand. But it's just hard for a 29, 30 something year old to operate eight hours a day at summer camp. Right. Not that you some old, you know, old person. We're not talking about that. It's just energy level, period. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm good for, I can get you about a couple hours doing something. I time. think you're good for a solid 25 minutes. And then you can ease into your office, come over and tell the truth. You you gonna go real hard for twenty five minutes, and then we gonna look up and be like, "Where's Keith?" In the office with the door closed, and then trying to catch his breath. Luckily for rest hour, exactly. Nap time, everybody. I had a meeting. I don't take naps. I'm twelve years old. Okay, Okay, you can. You don't take one today because I need one. But we 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 gotta be able to pour to to these young people. So so education, great. They go to college and get your you know bachelor's degree and all that stuff but it's the ongoing training that's going to be helpful uh for you to provide this direct service yeah yeah and i think and right like building on that yeah you know i think about naa convention it's not only the opportunity to attend sessions and learn but also are they presenting right like what are you passionate about that you can be sharing with the community i mean i think about the organizations that yeah. I've worked for that I feel like really invested in me yep. and it wasn't just providing learning opportunities but it was learning through doing yes. right? like much as we're doing with the young yep. people that we work with yeah and so yeah how can I be you know as one of the elders right like how can I be looking for <laughs> Sean is an elder oh I don't know what Wow, what's what's higher than elders? What's, what's, right. what's, you who bought it? I think he went to heaven before. This bought it. I didn't say extinct. I didn't say extinct. Oh, good gracious! Yeah. But you're absolutely right. I mean, that level of learning and and being able to tap into that other side of your development and per- professional and personal development by presenting, right? By by being considered a kind an expert yeah man and, and it's changed your different. platforms so at the Y, one of the big things at conferences is that you're uh most of our conferences are speakers are Y professionals mm. and so it allows you to get on the platform people looking at you different now your network i mean you may be in washington but yet your your network now spans to the east coast yeah. because you presented and now people are you know calling upon you yeah. and now you can support people to coach them in the right directions like 
their next step in their their career, you know, or decisions that they may need, may need to be made locally, whatever the case may be. But we got to be able to put our young people in positions so that they can be successful. They can get in the seats where they're making decisions. Yeah, yeah. So from your perspective, Shauna, if there was one thing that you had to t- to tell folks who are volunteering at a high level in this space like you, um, what would you tell them in service to creating a thriving workforce? Would say do more listening than mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you got two ears for, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. you've got two ears and and one mouth yeah. uh, for a reason. And I think, yeah, it, it takes a lot of observation and also recognizing again when to step out of the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the best leadership is not when you're stepping forward, but when you're stepping. Right to the side to let others lead, yeah. and I think it's a really important piece for for us to keep in mind. Yeah. Nice, yeah. I love yeah. it. Volunteers, sometimes you don't have to be the one leading the charge. You can clear the clutter out the way so someone else can run through. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cosmetic Family, this has been yes. a wonderful podcast. Shauna Rosenzweig, yeah. I love thank you Shauna for joining us yeah so thank you for listening to Cosmetic on this episode called Shine Baby Shine featuring one and only Shauna Rosenzweig hey subscribe and listen to us weekly and don't be shy give us a review and give us a five star review not four star not four give us five please yeah okay Okay. and as always be dynamic be phenomenal be cosmetic